Welcome back to Scream Sweet. This is Carefree Black Nurse Scream Sweet. We're going over the one of the most infamous or most famous star-studded, but also not so star-studded <laughs> series they are out there. The horror slasher kind of sort of bordering on satire as series that is Scream. This is the fourth installment of the Scream Suite. This is Scream 4. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and I have with me in the co-host chair a voice that you should be familiar with. And if not, wake up and recognize, motherfucker. Go back and check the back catalog. What's up, John? What's up? What's up, bro? Thank you for having me back. You know how I feel about collaborating with you. I am excited (laughs) to be here. I'm a little under the weather, so please forgive me if I sound more nasally than I normally do, but it's a little... They, they're trying to kill me. Hey. The government is trying to kill me. <laughs> I, got this, I got this little hand call, and I feel like, oh, my God. They're trying man, to kill look. Me the bitch. That ain't no thing. That ain't no thing. And I understand, man, when you lose that ability to smell or that oh, congestion man. gets built up, I already know. Oof. I be like, ah, oh, my head is, like, killing me. <laughs> mm. Prayers, thoughts. Good vibes, oh, all that shit see, out I to you. All of it. I see all of it. <laughs> and listeners, Woo. listeners, uh, hashtag uh, good vibes. If you made it this far, <laughs> good vibes, yeah. so John can get over this uh, this uh, bio weapon that the government has formed against exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of bio weapons, um, Scream <laughs> Four, Scream <laughs> Eleven. What the f- what the heck was this? Um. Okay. This- Mm. So what are your okay? Fuck it. All right, y'all. This is the official um, start to none other than the Scream Sweep. Man, all right. So let's get right to it. What is your either initial thoughts or your memories as it pertains to Scream Four? Okay, so I saw this opening weekend. I actually went. It's oh my god, it's so crazy. I yeah. went to the theater to see this. I actually went on a date with my then boyfriend at the time. Yeah, and it's so funny because we were just chatting. And the person in front of me was my high school crush. And he's, and we had, you know, knew each other in high school. Like, oh my God, what are you doing here? Yeah. I haven't seen you in a good three or four years. And he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. And then I'm looking at my, my <laughs> nigga. And I'm just like, uh, awkward. Hey. And he was still like, he was still good as fuck. I'm like, hey. God damn. Cause this literally was my, I had been out of high school for like 10 years. So I was just like, yo, but no, I remember, I remember seeing it in the, this takes it back. The theater was packed. Like theater was packed, packed. So I remember when the box office totals had come out later that weekend or early next week, I was surprised Mm. that it was so low because I figured that if my theater was full Mm -hmm. across the, treat it was full but no um 
<laughs> as far as the movie, I want to state light because I know we're going to talk more about it later. Yeah. The opening to me, it's hard to follow Scream 1's opening mm-hmm. and opening Mm -hmm. i'll even give slight grace to to part three i I don't i was not a fan of Mm -hmm. part three's opening but i get it but this opening to me yeah it was too meta it was i it it to me it cheapened the 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 franchise at that point it just Mm. felt i don't know it felt too self it felt too self-referential it seemed kind of cheesy and it was kind of teetering into the scary movie vibe yeah opposed to it being you know scream i just was like the especially the kristen bell anna paquin thing like i was Bruh. like i was like you got these two if you would have just had them mm-hmm. in that and they would have been the opening kills like a traditional opening kill yeah would have been cool but I was like, nah. Yeah. By no, the time you got to the original, the reg, the open kill kill, mm-hmm. I was like, eh, okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think um I will say I applaud Scream 4 and even Scream 3 to an extent for doing something or or taking a risk or doing something right. that uh, I guess they felt would have been good wasn't great i like the campiness of it all but with much like you i think four was so it was so meta and it was so meta in such an obnoxious way yeah like some um actually superman is from this little town outside of kansas instead of just being like embracing what the movies before it did i do think though i applaud the risk i don't think it was done well i don't the execution was horrible yes terrible Oh, so listeners, let us know. Use that hashtag uh, Scream Sweet and let us know what do you think about this opening, that double fake out. So in Scream 4, uh, it has been many years, well, 10 years, since the Ghostface killer cut a deadly path through the town of Woodsboro in order to get over the trauma of those horroric events sydney prescott has written a self-help book she returns to woodsboro for her book tour and reconnects with old friends gail weathers and sheriff dewey however sydney's arrival also sparks the return of ghostface putting sydney and everyone she loves in danger interesting 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 so what i do like i like sydney prescott's character no matter what she could i don't know end up being the killer and i would love her but i do like this Okay, this is going to sound probably a little corny, but having this arc of not just being a final girl, like you started off as this high school girl with this trauma from your mama, then you uh, deal with this bull from your, your boyfriend at the time, then you move on and you go to college, so you're you're getting out of high school, you're in college, and then it's like every step of her life we're following her. If this was yeah. a... This could easily be take away the murder. This fun Gilmore's girls, Dawson's Creek style. Look at this white girl live her life, <laughs> and like we follow her from adult, from childhood to college to you know working a regular ass job like everybody right. else uh, as that crisis helpline operator, and then um, you know this this book lady novelist whatever. But I I just I like the I think her arc or f- tracking her progression 
has been very exciting to see because I don't know that in other horror films you get that. Right. I'm thinking Jamie Lee Curtis and the Halloween films, not to pit two bad bitches against each other, but thinking, I don't know, I don't know, but y'all listeners, let me know. Those of you who are really into horror, am I thinking too much about it or is it clearly like, yeah, they, they, they evolved this girl. So... We have the two fake out openings. Um, I'm I'm with you, and I do feel like it does kind of cheapen what we had so far. Though I do applaud the, the uh, I don't know, the attempt. Getting, we get right to it. Getting the killer right away. How did you feel about the cousin? Because we're essentially following her as the main character, as the new Sydney Prescott, like handing over the torch. And having her end up being the killer, one, did you guess it when you watched wow. the first time? You didn't? I I did not guess it. The reason I didn't guess it is because we just did a family member as mm. the killer mm-hmm. in part three. So it's okay. like, are y'all going to really do another family member? The same reason <laughs> I think they didn't do... Derek as the boyfriend or the killer mm-hmm. in part yeah. two because we just did it in part one. Yeah, it would at this point, if it to in my mind at that time, it would have been reductive to make mm-hmm. her the killer. So I didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I did think that Kirby was the killer. Mm, okay, yeah. and, she, and you know, I could see that because there were points. Okay, I'll say this. I've uh, I watched this movie before, but this is the one screen that I have absolutely no memory of. The only slight memory I had was when the three girls were driving to school and got that phone call from Ghostface. Yeah, on the way, that is the only thing I kid you not. So I was watching it. Well, that and the double, the double opening, double fake out opening. So I truly did not know who was who. I forgot that Sydney and this girl was even cousins. I didn't know any right. of this. Um, and so for me. Kirby did seem like she was set up as I don't want to say aggressive, but she felt she felt kind of intense. Where instead of setting up, oh, it could be the boyfriend, like how that could be an obvious choice, she felt like to me like they were doing a good job as sort of seeding in this um possibly psychotic character. So yeah, I'm with you. I thought Kirby was was going to be the killer as well. Um, but she wasn't. That big old jawbreaker head. So <laughs> we get these young girls, and I okay. So having having the cousin be the killer. So I, I'm assuming your thoughts are we didn't need it. I I I don't think we needed it. I think it was. I don't know. I just didn't think we needed it. Like. Mm-hmm. If, if only because of screen three, I'm just like, yeah, if I, I just I didn't think it was needed. Like, and then my whole thing was, I mean, of course, we have our older cousins, we have younger cousins. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, is her mom Sydney's younger sister or older sister? No, for real. Does she have the child late in life and she's the older sister because this girl is probably in like 10th or 11th grade mm-hmm. and Sydney is probably a smooth 30 at this point. I'm just like... Right. I, I, I ain't like it. I'm going to tell you I, that. I, I thought it was almost lazy 
Very. I didn't like it because I felt like, and I know this is a different time in 2011, and I try my best to remember things without the MCU, DCEU lens, even right. Fox, X-Men lens. But I feel like at some point when you know that you're getting a franchise, because that's what this is. At this point, there's no denying. Because even right. in the third, what was it, the third film where they were talking about the trilogy and setting up a new trilogy, like ending the trilogy, yeah. it was in the writing. We were already meta enough. And right. to retcon in this sister and who has this daughter who is the cut, like why she didn't show up in the previous movies. And I would even be okay with that if you were to explain it well enough. Like I just I feel like it was not handled well. Um, I know we have different upbringings, stuff happens, and when people have when they're killers, they're just killers. It is what it is, right. but I I don't think they sold me on either one of the killers. Um, Macaulay Culkin's little brother, we didn't get enough time with him, I felt. Like, because they weren't a core group of friends and we got them kind of on the fringe of, like, talking to Gail and, and live streaming school, I, I didn't guess him, but I don't think that is praise for the movie. I forgot about him sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'll be, I'm glad you touched on that. I feel like they tried to recapture mm -hmm. the essence of the friend group from Scream 1 Yeah, with those type of archetypes that we have. And I just feel like it, I don't know, it just, it felt lazy. It mm -hmm. felt like a, to me, it felt like a half-assed attempt. Yeah. I it was just like, that. okay, like. But I then I mean again that friend group was the nineties and this friend mm -hmm. group is the early two thousand ten. So Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still not with it because I feel like you you have to and okay, because I've read comics my entire life, uh -huh. there comes a point where you can see uh very clear shifts in stories and artwork yeah. and hell even if you look at the x-men uh cartoon the stories are there they're adapted from stories that were of the past and even the imagery is there but the seriousness and the taking uh children who are watching the show seriously and not giving them like these bullshit ass fluff stories that's there but you can see that that is definitely a moment in time Right. You may see characters in those old school uniforms, but for the most part, you can track 90s by every man is 6'5 and got muscles on their thigh, mm -hmm. on their knees. Every woman is 5'11 and they slim as hell and got pockets everywhere. Like there's a certain there's a mm -hmm. certain stages in comics that you can see. And I feel like because this was at this point a franchise, and because you are making you're competing with other would-be franchise and other slasher horror films and whatnot with teens to try to recapture that thing of the past versus looking at what sold for 2011 right what, what even if you're looking at just comedy if you're looking at the ya young romances if you're looking at horror films of that time i feel like that idea of recapturing something from the 90s was to its detriment because i didn't give a fuck about none of these kids same. I was just like, okay, like, and then my whole thing was, this again is 2010 when they probably filmed it. Script mm -hmm. my in 2009. Mm -hmm. Still, the lack of you have okay, you have Bruh. the gay boy. It was no 
outside of Anthony Anderson, where was the where was the diversity? You you still ain't got no black. You still. Hey, still ain't got no black friends. Woodsboro is a sundown town. That's what that is. Pretty, Woodsboro. it has to be. And my thing is, if you knew this, okay, so if Maureen's mm-hmm. death was in Woodsboro, and then yep. Sydney's death was in Woodsboro, and then the events of Scream Three, I'm sure, got back to Woodsboro, even though mm-hmm. they're in Hollywood. Why do you? Why do you? Why are you still, like? Why is everybody not moved? Because obviously Woodsboro uh, to Scream Five <laughs> is a small town. Why are y'all not just leaving? Mess, bullshit. Do y'all and even this, have a Walmart? Mm-hmm. Like, what's up? A piggly wiggly and a knife what do y'all shop. Have? Y'all have three things. <laughs> I hate. I really hate Woodsboro. And the the thing that's so funny about this to me is the same thing that's funny about comics to me is that we can make these critiques and they're rightfully so but then it's also like this was created probably before they realized okay this is going to be a hit so now you have to do the retcons and the mental gymnastics to make it fit Mm -hmm. that's not gonna stop me from judging them because i'm the way i feel about woodsboro is the way i feel about gotham and the way i feel about new york in the uh, marvel universe why would you live there Move to Iowa. Move to right. a flyover state where you don't get cars through your front window. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, Woodsboro is a sundown town. All right. So Dewey is a fuckboy. No. Um. So Gail and Dewey are together. <laughs> so in this, uh, in this iteration or this installment, they are married, and we get that when we see him waking up in the bed, and the camera kind of follows him, and then she rolls over. Which it's not so surprising. Um, he did propose at the end of three. So cool. Kudos to them. Okay, we mentioned their relationship, and I think when we did these the second installment, yeah. how do you feel about doing Gil? Has your feelings changed at all? <laughs> no. No. And the fact that Gail has moved to fucking Woodsboro is beyond me. I'm sorry, like yeah. I'm not moving. <laughs> Yeah, knowing that his it's one thing if you already live in Woodsboro, you're stuck mm-hmm. in a 30 year mortgage because it's not going to be easy to sell your house and you yeah. just stay there. Opposed to, yeah, let me actively move to Woodsboro. I think the fuck not. See, I think their relationship was doomed to begin with. How in the hell? What this like? Beyonce, come move down to West Bumfuck, Iowa, because you fell in love with a man who. I don't know, is a local plumber. Nothing against plumbers. That's a trade job. You're making money. Right, That's not even what I'm saying. YouTubers. <laughs> oh, I'm saying. But like, it doesn't, I, it was, it's such a weird, t- it's unlike with Sydney, I think with Gail, did they even consider, like, what are they doing to this character? It's, her and Dewey make no sense. No. Um, and for her to have this drive to like, you know, want to write this book, want to be something, to have sacrificed her big time, big city dreams to be with Dewey and Woodsboro. I know he's a police officer. I understand the intellectually what's going on, but I was pissed off at him this whole movie. Like, motherfucker, how was you not cluing her in? How are oh. you? Like, bruh. <laughs> Fuck him. I was like, bro, you are dumb. Incapable. Like, dumb. Then you got this blonde chick who is like on your ass, clearly trying to, you know, get yeah, some stuff with you. At you dog. Bro, I was like, bro, Gail should have put her foot up both ass. 
So the motherfuckers got together. And how did you feel about Gail in this film, though? Like comparing her to the uh, past installments. How did you feel about her in this one? Uh, <laughs> I, I was just like, I'm glad we don't have those bangs anymore. That I, I, I yes. was so I'm like, what? Who the fuck cut those bangs? Like everybody. Oh god. Oh, everybody god. cut those. Bangs. I was I was glad Gail didn't have the bangs. Um, I don't know. I just I, I was I was kind of bored with Gail. Mm-hmm. I was kind of bored with Gail. I was kind of bored of Dewey. Yeah. Honestly, I was kind of bored of Sydney. Mm, I could see that. I wonder, do you feel I like- I did bring in the new and the changing of the guard in a way. Mm -hmm. It was like, it just, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't, didn't do it, it for you. It didn't do it for me. Did you feel like Nev Campbell was phoning it in in this movie? So let me, okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because here, here's the thing with Nev Campbell. Everyone wants to be like, oh my God, Nev is the face of the franchise and give her all the money she wants. But let's also <laughs> put things into perspective because Nev had a diminished role in part three Come on. she had a diminished role in part four because nev's career was was ramping up at that time so mm -hmm. she could give she wasn't available to film as much so they had to rewrite the script around her mm -hmm. and then so that's three and four five is supposed to be i guess a reboot requel or whatever so mm -hmm she's not the main focus like she really hasn't been the epicenter of things since two mm -hmm. now she's just a, a cog and a bunch of cogs mm -hmm. that, that kind of ties old to new but it's just like i it, it <sighs> say, yeah she kind of was phoning it in it was just like yeah it was like you know let me get this check so i can see why they may not be giving her X amount of dollars because, like, girl, what else can we really do to have you at the center of this that is going to warrant us giving you the big payout? That's just yeah, my, I, yeah, no, no, I, and I can see that because I do think um, sometimes we look back on things with like rose colored glasses. Because literally, before you started talking, I was like, yeah, she, but the more you explain i'm like no that makes sense she's the face as far as i started this thing but when you do look at the roles um the way that her role has been kind of situated especially in five she was essentially the captain america coming in in the third act to like swoop in and clean shit up she like, yeah. it wasn't about her um yeah okay so i'm definitely more on board with her taking the back seat i like like seeing her face in this property because really i haven't consumed nev campbell media in anything else except for like that one or two episodes of party of five i saw back right. in the 90s i could not give you anything else that woman has been in um and there's no shade to her it's just that's what it is she i wasn't her target audience so you know right. um but yeah thinking it's it's that 
<laughs> Let me be uh, real queer for a second. It's that uh, Disney shout effect where say what you want about not liking Disney shout or about not liking Michelle Williams, but she's been a Disney shout member for much longer than the original members. And so when you think of Disney shout, you may be of a certain age and think of the four, um, the four originals, but Michelle has earned her due. So I feel like that is kind of the, um, a good example of this yes. new franchise now. Um, homage paid to Nev all day long, but I do think moving away from Nev Campbell's character will allow you to open up the world a bit more right. and focus on some of these other characters who maybe in the past, which speaking of representation, um, some of these black and POC characters who didn't get the same um, spotlight. And it is right. no ill will or bad talk, but if we're going to do the retcons and pull family members and and generational traumas and and hunters and ghostface move her out the way there's only right. so many times i'm going to watch somebody on screen talk about slut shaming her mama that can't be the plot right that, we got it we gotta <laughs> we got to try something else yeah so i yeah. get it. oh we i just don't want a musical that is the one and i love musicals I don't, Just want don't to give me. Uh, no, that's not gonna work. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so let's talk about the two um, YouTube streamers before you know streamers were what they were. Rory, uh, Rory Culkin played Charlie Walker, and what's that? What's his homeboy name? Uh, was it Trevor? No, the Trevor. Was Trevor, the I think, was the boyfriend. Trevor was Joe's boyfriend. Eric. Er- Eric. <laughs> Knut. Knutson, he played Robbie Mercer. I believe this. Yes. I had a visceral reaction to them on screen. I did not need any of this. They felt like Jamie Kennedy's character to the extreme between two people. Thank you. I didn't like them. I never felt like I felt like we had everything but a regular guy. And when I say regular guy, um, if we're going to compare it to the first uh, installment, I'll say the Billy Loomis character. We never, I don't even think her boyfriend was, uh, Jill's boyfriend was like. He wasn't. Because like he, he was barely he was a in the throwaway movie. character. To me, yes, he was a throwaway character. The little gay boy was a throwaway. You know what? All these, kids, all these little white kids were throwaway characters. Who was gay in this movie? The uh, Robbie, Robbie was gay when he was getting murdered on the porch. He was like, "But I'm gay." Oh, okay. I mean, he didn't give it the gravitas that Jamal from Empire did. Like, but I'm <laughs> gay. But now he was like, "I'm gay. I can't die." Oh, uh, I must have missed that. Uh, whatever. It was uh, uneventful. It didn't. It wasn't for me because it was. He was a throwaway character. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a detriment to this film is not taking the time which they mentioned that in the opening it was like oh i didn't like saw four because such and such and the girl was like oh i like the way jigsaw killed everybody she was like but you don't care because they didn't develop the characters i'm like that's exactly what this is (laughs) the call is coming from inside the house i mean i'm saying because i'm like "These, these characters you didn't have those characters that pop like you didn't mm-hmm. have a tatum come on you didn't have a, a stew you didn't have a billy you didn't have come on you, that you didn't have a 
even going into part two, you didn't have a Mickey or a Hallie that were mm-hmm. in the friend group. You had these generic ass white kids that are just there. Yeah. Like you're here and you could have been anybody. Yeah. Honestly. I don't know. It just it just felt like a dip in quality mm-hmm. to me. I can so. see that. I can see that. And it's so sad because um yeah, I think Hayden Pantanera is a great she's for me she's the only okay so let me take let me walk it back a little bit come on she's the only one her and jill are the only two that really popped as far Mm -hmm. as that friend group everybody else is just like okay yeah forgetful very forgetful yeah why are you here yeah I, I don't I don't think we spent enough time kind of building that world because even when her aunt was in the kitchen and she was like they were talking about the scars like oh Sydney beautiful shit oh I have scars too I'm Maureen's sister what are we what no, you no, got no, four minds fuck them kids like, like who, what are we doing who cares undo unpack these groceries you know so where y'all mom and daddy where the grandparents at yeah. And how did and where were you at when Maureen was off in uh Hollywood adjacent studios busting the gown to a two-girl show? Hello. Like oh my god, spread ego ass hell. But no, I just <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like much like you, there was a dip in quality. I think it's a fun movie if you're just sitting up watching something, having it playing. But I'm also of the mind that if I'm just gonna sit up and watch a screen movie that's bad to have it play, I'm gonna watch Scream Three. I'm gonna let that play. To me, that was over the top in a way that, that was, was more over fun the than top this. Where it didn't reach the brink of being too meta. It was mm-hmm. meta, but it was like there were its moments. They took that, concentrated it, and just made this four. And I'm just like, uh yeah. Yeah. And I've always uh, said I enjoy four more than three. Mm-hmm. I watched four within the last 60 days. Mm-hmm. And I'll say. I don't know. I, I, I'll say they tie for me. They're, they're, okay. They're, That's they're fair. two sides of the same coin. That's fair. Before, I was very much four is better than three. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like, mm, they're about the same. Yeah. I, mm, I don't know. Something about it is just a, a big disconnect, especially the scenes starting from where the um, officers were staked out in front of oh Jill's home. Yeah. Everything passed, like that whole group of like running back and forth with the killer, the killer, like that. My issue, my gripe and my praise for Ghostface are one and the same. This nigga is an Avenger and I'm sick and tired of that. Like, I understand getting the drop on someone, but like this man be walking through walls. This man be getting the strength of 10 rhinoceroses. This like I'm like, bro, what is going on? And that's it's even in five during that yeah. hospital scene. I was like, bro, who is this nigga? Who right. is this? It's like well, Bart, is that you, nigga? Is that man, you, Bart? No, is it you? Uh, I don't know. I didn't I didn't like it. I thought these kills were I go say. Let me tell you the whole. I was because my best friend's a scientist, and he's really into stuff. He really Mm -hmm. into logistical things. Anthony Anderson's death. Come on. Was so unrealistic because if you were going there, 
Come on. A knife is not, your skull is too hard for a human. Come on. Especially a teenage human. I don't care if you go do Tybo and work out five times a week. <laughs> you don't have the strength to have the knife go in that far in his, I was just like, this is if you would have did his throat or his eye, yes, but mm. you did the center of his head and you thought you was doing something, you thought you was eating him up, and it was like this <laughs> looks stupid. Yes. I was silly like, as fuck. That was so dumb to me. I was like, okay. You got him <laughs> cooning out. I'm bro, like, oh my god. Bro, tap oh, dancing, grooving gorilla, like oh no, not yeah. Gorilla. I you know, grooving gorilla was a thing. <laughs> I didn't like, I don't like Woodsboro. And again, I know this is a fictitious place and a fake story. But my biggest gripe is that we've made it at this point in time to four movies. And y'all motherfuckers still don't take this seriously. There's no way. I mentioned, I think I said on Twitter, I know that you can't control a serial killer. Like anybody could be a serial killer. I get that. Right, right, right. But when this is a pattern that happens often, right, almost annually to the point where y'all have a movie franchise in continuity about this shit, and you have like this celebratory, I don't know, anniversary celebration, how are we not going above and beyond? How have how's the government not come in Thank and you. been like, okay, clear this shit out? Clear because y'all can't be left to your own devices. And maybe that'll open. And I'm glad you brought that up because maybe now that it's in New York, it's more central. It's going to maybe pick up yeah. whatever CNN is equivalent in that universe. Mm-hmm. And it can open itself up to copycats across mm-hmm. things where that can take us to different screens where we're not necessarily concentrated on this entire cast if mm-hmm. they all or some make it out alive yeah i like that i like that idea of like make spreading out especially with having the scream series now i never watched it um i heard it was good i heard the kiki palmer season i think the, the season, season was really three was good because it was unapologetically black okay okay it was kind of like our precursor to the blackening mm, come on like, okay like this is like this is blackity black black black, <laughs> and the fact that you burned this off on VH1, yeah, over three nights instead of giving it the two two and a half month treatment that you did the white counterparts. Mm. Don't get me started on that, but yeah, and then you had held on to it. It had already been recorded. You had held on to it, and then you released it. That, the, yeah. You know how they do. You know how they do this. I'm looking at you, CW. And, and I'm, like, I'm like, and you got Queen Latifah attached to this as an executive producer. And she, mm. and I was like, y'all, y'all don't care. Yeah, fumble, drop the bag, drop the ball, all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping that you're right. And because I could definitely see New York being a thing, whatever happens there, like you say, whoever gets out, but let some copycat move going to Jersey and then going to Detroit and one on to like, like, yeah, I could definitely see that. That's a good way to open up the franchise as well. Um, yeah. 
I just think in continuity, they need to ban those masks from being made. At this point, buy out whatever company is making a mask. Right. So, shit. But it has to be fine on that shit. Hey, but I like it, though. I, I, I think... I know neither one of us has been really diehard horror fans, right? But looking at the horror greats, I'll say of our time, the Michael Myers, the Freddy Kruegers, and all that, how yeah. do you feel like the ghost face, um, at least visually, pairs up to the rest of the uh, the different horror franchises? Do you think it's like top tier, top five? Um, I'll give it top five, top five. Okay, I can see that. Uh, I think it's one of its uh benefits or what makes it work is how simple it is it's, super simple it's extremely yeah like extremely simple and anyone can take the mantle come on spider-man yeah and yes. that's what makes it terrifying you can wear a dress under that motherfucking thing you can wear some slacks you could be a, a man or a woman. Crap. It's hey. oh no i don't know if you want to be chasing people in tim's you know, hey. turn into a fuck in case you want to go out to the bathhouse real quick. Listen, if they got a cocoa dorm, dorm it up, they're gonna cocoa right, dorm, cocoa it, up. dorm <laughs> it up and get right back to the itinerary. Listen, man, say you killers gotta get in that too. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, watching, I'm thinking like, so when you're not killing, what are you hey. doing your regular day to day life? Like, so what hey. do you like? Are you having brunch? Are you, you know, some of everything? Still, yeah, it's like, what can I do? Yeah, because this is this, working at no blockbuster. Um, homegirl from Community, the publicist. How you feel about her, Sydney's publicist, and the way she was murdered? Ah. <sighs> <sighs> uh. You didn't. You didn't show any. You didn't show any urgency. Mm-hmm. You were not committed to really try. Like the handle don't work. Okay, bitch, run. You just standing there, and then I was like, "This is that was lazy." Like, yeah, you didn't run. You didn't. I just was like, eh, yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. I feel the same way about her that I feel about Robbie. I feel like she was unnecessary. Yeah, like right here. Yeah, Sydney could have showed up on her own. I really thought she was unnecessary because it felt like they were towing that line of uh, Billy's mom in Scream 2. Yeah. And sort of this, like, oh, I'm disgusted at this stupid small town. Mm -hmm. But we didn't spend any more time with her. Like, it wasn't. Like, I didn't care about her kill. When I saw her, I saw her character from Community. I didn't see anything new. So when she right. died, it was like, all right, girl, well, you know. I mean, really, you, didn't, you didn't try to run. And I'm just like, you got stabbed in the stomach. That's not necessarily hey. automatic death, but whatever. Everybody in this movie got stabbed in the stomach. Like, everybody. Right. Like, um, speaking of, knowing that Kirby reappears in scream six did you know prior to seeing that trailer that she was alive um i caught the easter egg in part five Hmm. of her speaking out because it was a clip where she it was a scene where she was a a thumbnail on a youtube page Hmm, okay you spoke out so i knew that but even prior to four, 
I mean, technically we didn't see the full extent of it, but I also think after four, they really weren't going to continue that story. So mm. I just think it happens to be what it happens to be. Yeah. 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 I think that's fair. I, um, I would like to get into the mind of the creative teams. I'm sure there's like DVDs of director's cuts and whatnot, but yeah, I, we have the benefit of looking at this with today's eyes, but I wonder while this was being made, if these motherfuckers like, oh yeah, this shit is a hit. This going this gonna get them. And it's like they couldn't have thought that before. <laughs> <laughs> if they did, denial is a river, your husband is gay. Oh no. <laughs> this ain't it. That was uh me and Cole discussed this in three. I think scream the scream franchise much like a lot of media and i'm going to get a little deeper than probably necessary but when you're looking at these black people in the real world watching this if you enjoy horror and slasher yeah that's cool you're going to watch it but i think the allure of scream one and two that would have put us in the seats back in the 90s was gone by this time um for me there's no one that draws me into this um into 2011 scream four there's yeah. no one like i like nev campbell I, I, it would have been purely seeing this purely off the fact that i had seen the other installments in this series it would not have been oh i have to see that Veronica right. geller okay save the chili to save the world all right but like i could go see any other you know number of things i agree and, and i i like we had this conversation on too mm-hmm. i feel like waiting 10 years was hurt. I think it hurt it. Yeah. I feel like, again, I feel like if we did a sliding scale and we had released this anywhere between 2004 Mm -hmm. and 2007, Mm -hmm. we would have been good. If you were going to, my thing is this, if you were going to wait until 2011, you could have rebooted now i don't know if it would have had the same effect as the reboot right 2022 mm-hmm. but i feel like you could have rebooted scream for two you know for 2011 because mm-hmm. it had been enough time i think so and i think another thing people don't well they may there may be someone in marketing who does this but i feel like when you're making movies like this you have to consider the real world teenage element children and teenagers are who companies market towards right if i'm making a movie and it's a rated r movie that a kid gonna sneak in to see or whatever you know you got the cool cousins who get you the tickets to see it i have to work within a four-year window because odds are i'm thinking of you as a freshman in high school and then going off to college i need to get you in them seats as many times as i can so you can attach memories and feelings and emotions to my property. I can't let you come in as a freshman and then wait until you're a junior in college. Like, right. you still might go, but that bond ain't as strong. So, mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. It really is. Fuck Woodsboro. <laughs> Fuck him to hell. So, with, <laughs> with all this bullshit we got, and now moving on to this maybe soft reboot this new passing of the flame because i think five did what 
four was supposed to do. Yahtzee. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. They they really they really did it and they picked a good well, did they? Because I still keep thinking Jenna is the Sydney and she's not. I keep forgetting it's her sister. No shade to that young lady. I'm sorry. Um Jennifer Jess wait, somebody Batera. Yeah, I'm much let me look her up. Shoot, screen. Melissa, Melissa Batera. Yeah, I'm so sorry, young lady. No shade to you at all, but I'm just Jenna is where my mind goes to, and the fact that she survived, you know, they kind of <laughs> shook shit up a bit. Okay. So uh yeah, that's what that is. But I I I like Sydney. I like what we got. Um sort of I well, I don't know. I guess speaking of Jill, speaking of Jill, I will say she put in work when it came to <laughs> No, the no, specifically her way. hurting herself. Specifically no, that. No, 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 no. You didn't like that. You didn't like no, her. no, I was like, I'm not doing all of that. <laughs> no, I'll be damned. Look, no, I was thinking that was that was you're too committed, baby. I, yeah, I was like, you're going to kill yourself. Like I, the stabbing and the scratching, yeah. But when she jumped back on that glass table, I was like, man, now come on, you could that, snap. That was, that was like, you, <laughs> ma'am, you are a stunt queen. Get out of here. Like, I, go ahead and run them check frauds. No, yeah, yeah. Be a scammer. There's other ways to be famous. Um, I though I have an issue with Jill, I do like this idea of there being this darkness in that Prescott family line or whatever her mama maiden name was. Um, right. But I don't like it being this random retcon that you have not set up well enough. Right, uh, and I think that the the darkness that they had for Jill's character, they are putting that into the, um, you said Melissa's her name. Yeah, they're they're putting it in her through Billy, and I think there's something to be said about like um, generational trauma, uh, mental health, and mental health, and not like oh I'm autistic or schizophrenic, not like the what Hollywood does is attach a mental health disorder to someone to make them more interesting. I mean, the yes. actual idea that there's something going on inside of you that you don't completely understand and having to seek out help for it. That has me a little nervous about six. If I'm being honest. Yeah. I don't want them to screw this up. Don't screw it up. Cause this is going to make or break this, uh, second leg of the franchise for me. Ugh. I don't know. So yeah, that's that. Um, film released on April fifteenth, twenty eleven. Wes Craven yet again. Uh, screenplay by Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson. Um, distributed by Dimension Films, and the box office total was ninety seven point two million. Scream four. No more. <laughs> Please, no more. No more. Um, yeah, I I not a fan, not a fan. Out of all of them, it's not ranking in my my top two. It's not. It's not uh, ranking in my top five. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm voting for a stab. Uh, movie yeah, 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 I'm my friend, I'm about to say I'll take stab. I'll <laughs> no, take truly, stab. and I'll take whatever whatever stab they played in this movie. What was it? Stab seven. Yeah. Whatever stab it was in this movie, I'll take that over this movie. So. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Pretty interesting installment. I do. 
I hope that three and four's poor execution only helps to kind of elevate the other uh, installments that did do well. But it's unfortunate. Everything can't be perfect. Yeah, Michael Myers apparently has four different timelines in that yeah. front. I was like, bro, get the hell out of here. Get the fuck out of here, Avengers Endgame. No, no, not in my horror films. So that's that. Um, do you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, predictions, any of that? Um, I'm looking forward to six. Hmm. Four with some tweaks, it could have been all right. Yeah. Um like I said, the opening, I would have cut the double fake out. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I would have cut Anthony Anderson's death scene. Bro. Like, Shucking and driving. why even like why even kill him? Like, he could have made it out like Joel. But, um, you know, it. I will say Emma killed that performance. Quite that is a little white bitch. Yes. <laughs> that plays a, a white bitch so good yeah she absolutely she's menacing she's a little bitch yeah and she, the the way she switched so i initially had an issue with it the way her personality kind of just changed and she was like this very maniacal person but i was thinking like that feels true not necessarily to her but just like right. for someone to be so fake and have to put up this front for so long and now they can let the facade excuse me the facade down right so kudos to her uh one thing i do say i I did i did like even though it was a little repetitive was her killing the calkin boy like again having this you so wrapped up in whatever this is that you don't realize she playing you just like like history repeating itself so i i enjoyed that little bit um yeah so there's that well kudos to uh everyone who's affiliated with four good job on y'all but we're moving on to five and seeing what this new uh, leg of the franchise is going to bring john let these folks know where they can find you support you listen to you and all that good stuff uh, you can find me on Christian Mingles, uh, Prayer Hand 69. No, you mm. can find me. Uh, I'm on Twitter, the John Effect X. Uh, you can find uh, me and Rain on the John Effect uh, the third Tuesday of every month, kicking it up. You know, two niggas talking about nigga shit that just happened to be you know, not straight. So, you know, <laughs> enjoy the conversation, enjoy the camaraderie, enjoy Come the brotherhood. Like, you know, get with the winning team, ho. Get with the winning hey, team. Hey, hey, let them know, let them know. And those links will be in the show notes. Of course, me, you know, Carefree Blurred on TikTok and on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. Uh, make sure to come back and check out the next installments of the Scream Suite. Uh, there's also, and I'll link it somewhere in here, the trailer reaction to The Blackening, which is a black-ass horror comedy film that I think everyone needs to watch. So it will be linked up in here somewhere. Check it out. I did a quick little reaction to that. But if you guys have any thoughts, 
comments, concerns about this movie, about the fourth installment, hit us up on that Twitter. Use that hashtag Scream Sweet, or even in the comments. Let me know, those of you on YouTube, what you got going on. And until next time, y'all, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. And if you find yourself in a sundown town where you are the only Black person, do not become employed. Pack up your bags and move the fuck around. Move around. Okay. That's it. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all.